0: hey night owls welcome to isn't it past your bedtime i'm krista and i'm rachel and this is our 100th episode
1: oh my god i honestly forgot <laughs> fan, fan. <I'm> so excited <laughs> yeah insert drum roll drum roll yeah Drum roll. trumpets
0: I don't know. Something. All of them, all of them, um, and a hundred of like full episodes, not counting minis, because we would have hit that a while ago with minis. But full episodes, the ones that I actually number when I post these. It's like a little mind blowing to me. I know. I didn't think we'd be here. I don't know. I, I don't know where I thought we'd be, but you know, yeah, same. I'm yeah, here. Like, yeah, I don't know what else it would have been, but <laughs> here we are. Um, and to celebrate a hundred, we also did big winners. So mainly, well, I guess we didn't do winners because you did yeah i cheated a
1: little bit
0: but that's okay the list was more limited than i thought like there was a lot but like finding
1: something that like i was interested in was the challenge i think Mm -hmm.
0: yeah so we did the pulitzer prize and then there's only one winner a year so it's a very limited list yeah all of the books are very much like about like the people and the journey in the book um mm-hmm. i guess i should say per fiction because there is like a there's fiction winners non-fiction winners journalism winners all that stuff oh i didn't
1: think about the categories
0: yeah um i looked at the nonfiction; it is also very like emotional heavy and i said oh i don't want that either um so yeah you did somebody that was like in the running for a nominee right um they were a finalist a finalist okay win. Well finalist still is that's gotta be a pretty small list. So that's I feel like still that's gotta good. be
1: yeah, that's like pretty impressive still. Like I would be very proud if I was a Pulitzer Prize finalist. Like Yeah, absolutely. Also it's not I, like the New York Times bestsellers where you can no. just pay to be on there.
0: Exactly. Yeah, we needed to go a step above, a little bit more. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, since mine actually won, I get to go first.
1: Yes, oh, you
0: ha-ha. do. It's only um, fair. So My book, I was not going to, when I like looked up the list of ones, like this is not one that I ever would have picked. And the only reason I did is because for my birthday, when we went to the bookstore, um, we like saw it like sitting there and it has like a fun little cover. It's got this like weird man with a bird on his head. Um, But Blake saw it, read the book and just grabbed it. Like I have never seen this man grab a book so fast and be like, I'm going to read this book. He was drawn to it. Apparently, and so has he read it yet? Like, I, not. have you both read it now? Okay, no, he'll read it. We're going camping in July, so he's saving it for camping because that's when he mainly mm-hmm. reads. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, definitely partway through, I wanted to stop reading this book, but I was like, no, no. if he's going to read it, I got to read it so we could talk about it. Either way, I admire your commitment. The book that I read is a Confederacy Confederacy of Dunces by John Kennedy Toole. Um, he wrote this book in like '61 or something like that, and then a few years later, committed suicide and then a couple years after yeah so he never got it published while he was alive so it wasn't published until after he passed um his mom actually had it published and so like that's kind of cool so there's like a little forward about it and everything like that um it's very very much written in the 60s though like there's a lot of racism Mm -hmm. a lot of stereotyping racism um kind of some sexism like things like that like police brutality all that stuff is in there uh so if that's not for you go ahead and skip this one
1: it's fine i'm proud of you for getting through it though because i i find some of the older written books to be real struggles to get through Mm -hmm. so you're
0: much better at powering through though than i am i'm very much just like nope done (laughs) yeah i also did like a combo like read listen and i listened at like 1.6 1.7 towards some listening
1: going on Got it. exactly
0: yeah um so this book is just odd Like, I'm going to say that. So, it was like kind of like Catch 22, where you don't quite know what's going on. And then you finish it and you're still not quite sure what's going on. And you got to read it like 10 more times. This is going to be one of those books where I'd have to read it again to really know what was actually going on with it. Um, Unlikely. Very unlikely. Yes. Um, (laughs) Our main character is Ignatius J. Riley. He is an absolute character. That's for dang sure. Uh, He wears these like big blue. Billowy pants because they have room. Like the pantaloons. Pretty much, yeah. And like a red flannel shirt. And he always has this like green hunting cap on. And then when he's talking to you, then like if he's listening, he'll like lift up the ear flaps. And when he's talking, he lowers the ear flaps. Um, What a vibe. uh, Yeah. He was in school for like 10 years, got his master's or whatever. Um, Doesn't have a job right now. He had, he was teaching for a bit and then he kind of got like students all wrapped up in something and they let him go cuz he's a character. You know that's really the only way I can explain it. Um so he lives at home with his mom and he's like writing a book, quote unquote. Um he's absolutely Classic. horrible to his mom. Like he has no job, no nothing. Um they're making like they're only making their money off of like their dad his dad's um social security from when he passed basically. Oh. Uh, yeah, so because the, the mom's retired too, so she's not working. Um But, yeah, it just kind of, like, starts with them, and he's, like, waiting outside. Like, the mom's in, like, a basically a Macy's, but, like, a Macy's that's on a main road kind of a thing, you know? Um, And he's, like, waiting outside, and he ends up, like, getting arrested by the police. Somehow this old man, or he's going to be arrested, and then this old man sees it, and he's like, Oh, he's just waiting for his mama. You leave him alone. And the old man gets arrested instead, and then the mom comes out, and they go to a bar, and they're drinking and she goes to drive home and she like backs into a dude's building and like knocks his balcony down. And so now they have to pay like twelve hundred dollars to get it fixed. But this is in 61, right? So like <laughs> he's like they're like maybe have like $20 to their name right now. And so they're like, okay, so they get on this payment system and the mom's like, you gotta go get a job. And he's like, Oh, my valve. He's always talking about like his valve, like he's gonna have a heart attack or something. Um It's like, it just cannot handle the working man's day and like all these things. Um, So he finally goes and gets a job at Levy Pants. They make pants, but they also make other things in pants. Um, And then he tries to get like the workers to like unionize, basically, and like throw rocks and stuff. And it's like this whole thing. He gets let go from that. He ends up selling like hot dog wieners on the side of the road, but he eats more of them than he sells. What a life he leads yeah and this whole time he's like writing his book where it's like this like journal book kind of a thing where it's like the life of a working boy is like what it's going to be so like randomly you get experts and so it's like him he's like writing about like what he did in his day at work but as this like working boy character and not himself um but it's basically his life it's basically his life yeah okay and like he had previously dated this woman that he like met when he was at the college, um, and she like left him and she's like really into like politics basically. Um, so they like correspond back and forth, and she's just like, You need to have some real good sex. Like that's gonna fix you right up. If you weren't so against it when we were together, you would have been fine. Da, da, da. And you're just like, What is what? Okay. Wait, he says that to her? She says that to him.
1: Okay.
0: Yeah. Uh, it's not great either way. Obviously. No, it's really it's really not great really. Either not way. <laughs> No. But if you're just like, Oof. okay all these things and then the policeman who had originally arrested was trying to arrest him but then arrested the old man like he's part of the story too in that um they like arrest the old guy and like his sergeant or whatever is like what the heck like you can't arrest this dude um and so then he gets like in trouble kind of and he's like on this like weird suspension where he has to wear like goofy outfits every day and the boss is like once you like bring me in a real criminal then you can stop wearing your funny outfits um And, like, every day, it's, like, a different thing that he has to, like, dress up as because the sergeant does it. Like, nobody would. This could never happen nowadays. Ever. Um, And then the old man, like, comes back around because, like, the police officer and Ignatius' mom run into each other again somehow. And, like his aunt is old and likes to bowl and he's like oh like mrs riley you got to get out and do things so like they start the three of them start bowling together and ignatius is like oh no my mom has a friend how horrible like she ha- he hates how it. dare she yeah and then turns out the aunt knows the old man clyde who was like originally arrested and so like he gets pulled back into the story so like the way that like all of these characters are like intertwined and like when he was working at levy pants there's like this gal who worked the front desk that like the husband of Mr. Levy, Mrs. Levy, like, wouldn't let retire. Like, she wanted to retire, and Mrs. Levy was like, no, she can't retire. How dare you let her retire? She just needs to keep on working, and so bad for her. And, like, uses their daughters to, like, get Mr. Levy to do anything. Was like, oh, how would your daughters feel if they found out you were talking to me like that, or you were letting old Mr. retire? It's very weird, and, like people retire that's like literally normal like yeah the goal yeah and like she's always talking about how she wanted to retire so you're like this is weird what's going on and yeah so then it's just like round and round and round all of these characters like all their it's a very long book it is a very wordy wordy book Uh, um you're saying it was taking you a while yeah the people at the bar that they went into that first night like they end up back in the story again too and so like all basically all the characters really that he like meets around like they come around again and again um yeah and so like yeah it was really wordy a lot of things happen but at the same time it doesn't feel like all that much happens it's definitely a book that's more about like character and character growth versus like action Mm -hmm. plot you know like it's not really like plot motivated Um, is there good character growth then like i mean if he starts like as a guy who's fired and lives in his mom's basement and then works odd jobs it kind of sounds like um his isn't super great but his mom's is like pretty good so he's like absolutely her and it's like yelling at her and talking down to her and like since she like starts hanging out with um officer mancuso who would like try to arrest him and then his aunt like and clyde like she starts like Claus clyde eh, whatever um she does kind of mm-hmm. start actually like standing up for herself a little bit more good for her like is going out and like doing things and like because like ignatius doesn't drive either so but he also requires to be sat in the back like he can't sit up front because that's where like the accident will be all these things and so like I don't know that his character growth is really all that great, but hers is. So, that's good. And then, like, Officer Mancuso has, like, a not a great character arc development, but, you know, he a little, his life gets a little better kind of as things are going too. So, some people do.
1: Hmm.
0: Yeah. One thing that I don't like about this book that I feel like I found for books that were written kind of like older books, I guess, is that they spell the words how they want you to, like, pronounce them. And so, like at one point, like Officer Mancuso is sick and is stop abyss, best, bat because he got a stuffy nose. Oh, so it's a
1: saying that like here's it, the words, and then it's stuffed up order.
0: Yeah, like oh, he's sick and he has yeah. a cold and he sounds this way. Like it's literally like spelled out how you would like say that. Um, and then that's like also like a lot of like the racism in here too is that you know a lot of the shop mm. workers are like um black people, people of color throughout. Like there's all kinds of different people. Um. But yeah, so anytime it's like a character, a person of color character, all of their words are spelled in the way that, like, stereotypically, racistly, they would say them. And then there's like one character is very, like, it's very obvious, at least to me as the reader, that he's gay. um And this is like in 61. So, right. So, like, very not supposed to be yeah. of, like all of the way that, like, they have like him speaking and the way that he's like, enunciating his words that are spelled out like is really trying to sell you on this that he is a gay man and so it's just like meh I don't know I don't like when books because also it slows me down when I'm reading like yeah. you could just say it, it. flow yeah like you could just say like oh he's sick oh you know it's this person working in and also like they're talking about like oh like the slaves are having to do this I don't need you to then also already we've said this which like Okay, I see where you're going. Yeah. I don't need you to like double down on the racism, but not to like say it's okay. But this was written sixty years ago, so sounds like it
1: was a product of its time.
0: Yes, that is a good way to put it. Um, yeah, but yeah, just like even just the spelling, though. Yeah, it's so it slows you down because I have to be like, what are you trying like <laughs> to say? Also, because like I'm already like I struggle sometimes with a little bit of dyslexia, so I'm already like doing it now. I'm like, these aren't words anymore. And I have to, like, sound it out, like, try to, like, read it out loud to be, like, I don't know what it is that you're actually trying to tell me right now. Um, but either way, all in all, I decided on, like, a three. I was between a two and a three. Um, but there were some times that I did actually kind of laugh out loud or, like, a chortle, like, you know, one of those okay. out loud. Right. And so, like, that has That's redeeming good. that has some redeeming qualities to it. Um, once I, under- like, kind of got the writing style, which probably took, like, at least a third Mm -hmm. maybe half um to Mm kind of like see like how he's writing and everything like that um then it was better but it was definitely a slow 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 start for me
1: do you think blake's Uh, gonna like it
0: oh my gosh he's gonna love it this is the the style this is the exact kind of book that yeah he will thrive on like all the parts where i got confused and didn't really know what was going on he'll probably pick it up on the first time like i would probably need to read this another like three times to really understand what's going on yeah so there's definitely a person for this book like this it's not for everybody but the people who love it are gonna love it so mm. got it got yeah. it i don't know how it won a pulitzer prize i don't know what like the rule is for being look a into winner. the details <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah i don't know what what requires to be a winner but based on the other books that i had saw that were options it all kind of feels like it goes on the same kind of like what is happening way so do you know what year it won um, I think it won in seventy two. Okay, I was wondering. I was like, is it one that like they it won
1: like in the nineties and two thousands, and it was just like an old throwback, or did it win closer to when it was written, which would make more sense to me?
0: Yeah, it won. It won the year after it was published. That much I do know. Okay. So yeah, so whatever year it was published, which I think was like, <clears throat> I thought it was published in like the early seventies. This book is saying that it was copyrighted in eighty one. But I think that that was after the forward might have been done. Um, Because, yeah, I feel like I saw because he died in 69 and I feel like his mom had the book published just a few years later. So, yeah, so early 70s is when it would have won the prize. I'm pretty certain when I looked it up. So nice. Well, you tried something different. Maybe it wasn't for you, but it sounds like there's definitely somebody out
1: there for there's somebody for every book
0: yes exactly yeah. anything that you hate and there's like this is the worst thing ever somebody, somebody else love who it. loves it yeah so. <laughs> um well mine
1: was a very different journey and okay. I almost picked a different one in the end because of content but I'm actually glad I did because I think that I was specifically able to relate to this kind of content even though it hurt my feelings a lot it's fine okay so the book was written in 2012, and it was a finalist. I want to say it was 2013, so the year after it was written. Okay. Um, the book that I did was The Snow Child. It was also a national bestseller. So there's that. Oh. Um, if I recall correctly, because I was doing a little bit of research into it, I think it was translated into like a ton of different languages. Um, one of the books that it references in this book is like a fairy tale written in Russian. So I'm pretty sure that this was originally written in another language. Either way, um, Snowchild was written by, I'm so sorry, I'm probably going to butcher her name, Ewan Ivy E-O-W-Y-N. Ivey, E-O-W-Y-N.
0: I think it's Ewan. Ewan, yeah, Ewan? I think. Yeah. I know that's somebody kind of named I Ewan, and I, I think that's how it's spelled, or similar-ish, so. Okay,
1: well, I thought it was a really cool, unique name, but I couldn't figure out how to pronounce it, but it looks really nice. <laughs> mm-hmm. I do like it, and probably really like loopy when you
0: sign it, which would be nice.
1: Yeah, I know, I don't know, I just really like their name. Um. Anyways, so what the Snow Child is about, I'm just going to give you a few trigger warnings up front, because, like I said, there was very specific reasons. I almost did not end up reading this book. I picked it when I was in a different mental space than when I went to read the book. So that was a struggle for me. Um, So trigger warning is the book kicks off right away with some suicidal ideation and a suicide attempt and um, stillbirth pregnancy loss. So some heavy content there. Um, I will say that while those things are prevalent throughout the book, it wasn't enough to deter me, even though I find those particular things triggering. So I think the read was still worth it. But if you're in a, a space where you're not ready to deal with any of those things, definitely avoid this book because it, it is pretty heavy on it. It's not, it doesn't talk around it. It is very direct.
0: Okay. Um, yeah
1: yeah like because you know some some books kind of like allude to it or whatever this Mm -hmm. is incredibly direct
0: yeah or it'll like mention it once and then we never hear of it again no
1: you hear it comes up often it is like kind of the focal point for the main characters here so that's kind of why i mentioned it up front (laughs) yeah um but the book is about obviously since you've heard those trigger warnings you have an idea um This couple, Mabel and Jack, it is 1920 and they have moved to Alaska. So at the time, Alaska was just like, I mean, Alaska already currently is like basically giant wilderness and a lot of Alaska is unsettled. Um, But at the time it was like even worse, right? Because it's so far away from the rest of the United States. It takes a long time to get there. It is cold. It is barren. There's not a lot of people there. Um, Mabel and Jack, 10 years prior to this book, so about 1910, had a stillbirth occur. And then they never had any additional children It just, it just never happened for them. So I think at this point, they're probably in about their late forties. Um, Cause they talk at one point about being like almost 50 and like being old. So um, that's roughly my guess for their age, but it doesn't tell me exactly. Um, so they decided because, you know, life didn't exactly pan out the way that they wanted to Mabel struggled to be around their families and their Children and then their grandchildren and she just she wanted a break and she was like i wanted to just be us like i want us to go do something different like i think they were um i think jack was a farmer previously i'm not positive it was kind of unclear but i know that this isn't who mabel is um she her dad was like a literature professor like uh so very different world that they came from and then they decided to just pick up and go to alaska (laughs) she saw like an ad for it that basically was like come to Alaska be a farmer like have your own homestead and she imagined that it's you know it's beautiful and her and Jack would you know spend all their time like working the fields together and living in their cozy cabin and not having (laughs) to deal with other people because like there's no one around and that they would just you know sell their vegetables or whatever and live out the rest of their lives which like I get it like that sounds totally nice especially like when things didn't go the way you expected them to like, maybe let's try something different. Um, The book literally kicks off with her trying to kill herself. Um, She's just over it. Like she, they've been there for, I think a year, maybe two by the time that this book starts, it hasn't been going as well as she thought it's not what she expected. Like she likes that. It's just the two of them, but they're not working the fields together. It doesn't feel like their farm. She feels like she's inside the cabin all the time. And it's this like tiny little cabin, And at the time, you know, the way that houses were built, it was literally logs. So it's like, it's hard to keep it clean. Like she just feels like all she does is like cook and then like embroider or whatever, and then read and then move on to the next day. And I can imagine, especially the way that Alaska's like winters go, that that's probably really hard because like, she thought that she was going to be out there, like doing with her hands, like doing stuff. And that's just not how it's working. And I think part of it is just like a gender roles thing. I mean, it is 1920s and he's very much just like, no, like I have to do these things. I have to do it by myself and I have to be able to provide for you. And like, this isn't the life that you signed up for. And like, they just had very different ideas. I think of what was going to happen when they moved to Alaska. And it was a lot harder than they thought because the ground is really hard. It's not very fertile soil. So they're having to like very, well, he is, I guess, very slowly clear out. They have like. I think he has like 160 acres. He's got oh, like geez. a huge piece of land. Um I mean everyone does. Mm-hmm, it was cheap I guess because no one wanted to live there. True. Yeah. Makes um sense. but they're struggling to to get by. She's um selling some of her she, like she's a good baker. That's like her big thing. So she's like selling pies down um, and they're hoping that that's going to like be enough to get them through because it didn't grow as many vegetables because it wasn't able to clear as much. Like when you have just like one horse and one man, it's going to take a very long time Mm -hmm. to clear all these giant trees. Like he's like, I didn't think about the fact that like the trees were so dense in some areas, the way it was described that you couldn't even put your arm between them. Like that's how dense the trees were. So like he spent years just literally clearing just enough to have a small garden, essentially. Mm -hmm. Like I can't imagine how hard that would be. Like it sounds hard now when we have more equipment and we have more resources, but like in the
0: 1920s, Mm -hmm. yeah, because you have to like knock the tree down yourself, get the root out yourself with you and a horse. Yeah, yeah, and so she's unhappy.
1: Right. And so, like, I don't blame her. Like, I would be unhappy, too. She's like, this is not what I thought was going to happen. Like, I thought that, like, we were going to be out here and we we're be doing this together. And, like, I can't stop thinking about, like, my baby. And, like, she, like, has regret that, like, when the baby was born, she, like, didn't hold it or look at it or anything. She just let Jack go deal with it. And they never really talked about it. And so, like, she feels really isolated, even in her marriage. Um Like they haven't, you know, been intimate in a long time. Like it just feels like she just feels so alone. And um, so the very beginning of the book, like that's pretty much where this book kicks off. Poor Mabel. It gets better for her. I promise.
0: Okay, good. Um,
1: But like she decides that she's just like, screw it. I'm done. And so she goes down to like one of the rivers and she's like, she's like, it's going to be a normal day. And I'm just going to head down to the river though. And just fall through the ice. And then she doesn't fall through the ice. Like, she kind of has some hesitation about it where, like, she's like, oh, my God, I don't want to fall. And then she's, like, laughing at herself where she's like, why do I care if I fucking fall? I want to
0: fall through <laughs> like, the ice. That was the like, goal, yeah. Yeah. So, like, <laughs> lizard, she kind the of. The lizard brain was like, no, we don't want to fall through the ice. <laughs>
1: yeah. So, like, she's kind of in this weird spot where, like, she very clearly wants to end her life. But she also doesn't. Like, it's it's kind of a weird in between. And I'm sure a lot of people um, deal with that. You know, it's there's a duality for sure in life. Um, so, Things are not going well for them. Um, Jack is contemplating working in the mines, which is for young men, first of all. Like, he's he's almost 50. Like, there's no way, man. Um, because it wasn't as lucrative of a year as they had hoped. You know, they didn't grow as much. And then the lady that she's selling the pies to says, like, you can stop bringing your pies. And he's like, oh, for this week? And she's like, no, my sister's moving in with us. And she needs to, like, hold her own. So she's going to bake the pies for us and cut out you. Oh, jeez like in like right. the the two stores downtown no one else uh-huh. is gonna buy the pie
0: yeah the <laughs> like, only places that you can sell the pies
1: like shit. so they're in a very terrible spot financially um they kind of start to talk to other people in town throughout this story there's another family the bensons that become pretty they become pretty close with but um kind of around the same time as the incident where like Things are really falling apart. Mabel does end up going home, obviously, and not committing suicide. Um. They start, like, having those, like, moments from, like, when you're younger and, like, the snow falls one day. Like, it's, like, been a normal day where they're not communicating with each other. But they've gone out to to dinner with, like, the, their friends or their new friends. Mabel didn't even want to go. She's like, I don't even want to talk to them. They have children. Like, she just was mm-hmm. so over it. Like, mm-hmm. but their kids are grown. So it's a little different than being around babies, honestly. Yeah. Um. But, like. I think that that social interaction kind of kicked them into like another space mentally because like, yeah, sure. It sounds great to just be the two of you, but like, it's real, it's not realistic. Like you need support, especially out here. So like they meet um the Bensons. I don't remember the man's name. I don't think it really matters. I think it's George, but I'm not positive. Don't quote me on that. No. um But like, she meets Esther and like Esther, like when she gets to Esther's house, Esther's got like a gun and she's like, <laughs> <laughs> killing a turkey because it's Thanksgiving, and she's doing it all by herself, and she's wearing overalls, and it's 1920. Women don't wear overalls, you know. What I mean? Yeah, like Mabel always wears dresses, and like she's very proper because she just like keeps the house like a like a good little housewife. But I think that experience kind of made her see that like it could be different than the way it is now. But her husband's still kind of resistant to let her be part of the farming because like you know gender roles. Um, they get home from this interaction and they it starts to snow like it's like the first snow of the season and like like a lot of it and mabel just like throws a snowball at jack and they have this like cute little like snowball interaction where they like you know fight um but like it was sweet like it was kind of nice to see them like be kind of light-hearted during this first snow of the year they decide she's like let's make a snowman and Jack was like, seriously, like we're old, like this is like a kid's thing to do, but he was like, you know what, whatever, like it's been a pretty good day, like I'll humor my wife, like let's make a snowman, but they make like a child size one, like it's, it's tiny, they like carve her out a little dress and Mabel goes and gets like, um, like a scarf, red scarf and mittens for, for the snow child that they just made and um it's like a good day for them like they're they're intimate for the first time in a really long time and like they finally hit a point where like things are starting to feel like they turn around the next morning the snow man that they made is like knocked over like and their footprints leave like leading away from the snowman but they don't see any coming into their yard so they start where i thought this was going right but like the mittens are gone like the little coat or whatever that she had picked out for it is gone and they start seeing like kind of individually but then they talk about it too this little girl like this very blonde haired little girl running around with like the mittens and coat and they both have very different ideas of like what's happening here right like there's obviously some like why are there no footprints coming into the yard like kind of question but like for the most part like They've seen this girl and like she doesn't come close to them. She usually is seen with like this red fox. They try to follow her footprints, but they can't. Like she leaves like very light footprints. Their friends are like, You're crazy. Cabin fever is a thing here. Like mm-hmm. and then springtime comes and she stops showing up. They stop seeing her. Cause like there were a couple of times where she'd like come into the house in the winter finally, after she gets a little comfortable, she like works her way towards like being near them, but she just like stops showing up in the spring. And I'm obviously not giving you all the details. is very broad strokes. Like it's a yeah. very good book. Um, but basically the whole, the whole thing is that like she stopped showing up in the spring and Mabel was like, you know, there was a book growing up. And this is where the Russian fairy tale comes into play that I recall, but I don't remember how the story goes necessarily. So she writes her sister a letter and she hasn't even ta- wanted to talk to her sister in years. So like, it's good that like, you know, obviously that there's something going on here with them. Um, and, uh, her sister sends the book back and the book is basically about this older couple. Who's always wanted a child who makes one out of snow. And then the girl appears one day, but I mean, as fairy tales go, they don't always have a good ending. So the story goes that the fox, because there was a fox in the story too. So like there's a lot of similarities, right? Mm -hmm. So like this book is technically categorized as like potential fantasy. Like it's somewhere in between like what's real and what's not. Like you never really know for sure because like there's some things that are very clearly like ground in reality. Like, Like the little girl tells Jack, like shows him where her dad drank himself to death and like he buries him. For her but she says not to tell Mabel but Mabel is convinced that this is like a snow child because but like in the book what happens in the end of it is just that because it's in Russian so she can't read it um but the gist of it because her sister knew somebody who was reading the book as like a, a literature person and he translated some of it for her and the end of the the fairy tale is basically that the little girl could feel that she wasn't getting like enough love or like the love wasn't there and then something happens to her fox so like the fox gets killed and then the the girl melts because she's made of snow And so Mabel is very much into like, she's a fairy tale. Like, this is our kid. He carved her. We carved her. We created her out of magic. Like, that's why she's only here in the winter. Like, whenever she comes into the cabin, she like rubs snow on her face. And she's like, oh, my God, she's too hot. Like, (laughs) it's like a whole thing. It's, It's very cute. But like, Jack is more grounded in reality. And like, there are things that make him question it like when he helps um Faina is the girl's name you she does eventually tell them her name she's like very soft spoken it's weird too because like you can hear her voice when she's like far away oh like she's next to you so like there's like i said there's stuff here that's like okay she seems like a normal girl but then there's also instances where it seems like it's she's not mhm so the gist, though, essentially, is that, like, maybe she's magical and maybe she's not. But, like, there's been times where, like, she's been angry and then a big snowstorm has come. So it's like, was did she cause it or is it coincidence? Mm-hmm. Like, so... Hmm basically the story ends up spanning like once they meet the girl and they have these um interactions with her she comes back every winter for years and years and years and she becomes part of their family like she basically slowly becomes the, the child they she, they didn't have and they grow this community here in Alaska um I mean Mabel's constantly very afraid that she's going to be too near fire or <laughs> yeah that. like so like it's just it's kind of funny the way that they go about it but um I don't know. I think that the whole story as a whole, because we talked about how like the Pulitzer ones are like personal journeys and things like, this is really what it was. Like, it was like their life unfolding in this story where like, where they thought they were going to be, where they ended up. And like, there's a lot of like, there's grief, like there's sorrow, there's joy. Like there's just so many different emotions in this book. And like, all that comes with having a family and figuring out what your life looks like. And so Mm -hmm. I personally really enjoyed it like I said I thought I was not going to I, I really put off starting this book for a while because I was like I might need to change books like I don't know if I can handle this right now mm-hmm. but I'm really glad I did because it was a really good journey
0: yeah like this is family so mm-hmm. five out of five it was amazing do you ever figure out in the end if she's real or not I mean obviously like don't tell us if she is but like <sighs>
1: not really or Maybe like oh not really like it's still unclear like there are things that like make me lean towards she's real but like they find that like jack finds like this like hole in the side of the mountain like a door in the side of the mountain that like child-sized door that she like goes into so like is she a fairy like but like like,
0: i if she's always trap stuff like yeah well then if she stays small all those years and there's some magic okay okay she grows Every year she comes Mm. back, she's a little taller,
1: but she says that she just has to be, like, around the snow. It's just, like, Mabel was like, I don't understand, because, like, Jack eventually tells her, you know, like, she's not a mythical creature. Like, she's a human being, flesh blood, like, has family, but they're dead. And she's just like, why did you not tell me that? And he's like, well, what do I tell you? I'm letting this child live out in the woods in the middle of nowhere, but, like, you can't tell this child anything. She's just very, she just does whatever she wants. She's like, "The, the mountains are my home. So, mm-hmm. like when when spring and summer comes, she just goes deeper, farther up into the mountains. Yeah, to go where find it's still more snow. snow. Yeah. Huh. So, like, there, but there's so much that's like kind of borders fantasy about her. Yeah. So it was, yeah. it was really good. It was like a very sweet book. Like, it was sad. Like, I definitely cried at some points, but it was, it was really sweet.
0: Yeah. Well, and also, like, nothing to say that, like, she wasn't made of magic. Yeah. Like, like she could have been. Yeah. She could have, like, found that guy who was dead. Who knows? I don't know. I don't know that's a good one
1: that's the thing as I wonder that too I was like maybe it's not actually but she does say like that's her papa and that he was drinking whatever and then they find like a bottle on him so like Mm -hmm.
0: he obviously just drank himself to death but like well maybe he made maybe him and his wife made the tiny tiny one first and that's what started it all
1: yeah And and then she
0: poofed away and then here's a new one
1: Yeah there's a lot of doubt like Hmm. I could see why this is like borders fantasy because like there's
0: definitely reasonable doubt sometimes. Mm -hmm. I wonder what won that year instead of that one because that one's good.
1: I know I'm curious too I should honestly look it up because it was it was a really good book like Mm -hmm. I don't think I've read a book that was like kind of this in-depth as far as like the way that like the feelings were and like the growth like Mm -hmm. yeah not in a long time so
0: yeah big fan. Yeah nice to mix it up from like our regular thrillers too
1: so yeah, yeah it really was like I wasn't sure how I was gonna feel about it but especially when it kicked off with like suicide
0: yeah almost. and you're like oh gosh maybe I, I was like oh my god like first <laughs> chapter in I was like
1: this was a mistake I should not have started this book <laughs> too but heavy, like I'm too gl- heavy. I'm glad I did I'm glad I did yeah because cool. while those those themes do come back up that's just part of life
0: mm-hmm. yeah absolutely I think we had some good ones for the 100th episode so I think this was a, a great one for hundredth yeah. episode. we got all kinds of other fun things coming up i'm not gonna i'm not gonna spoil it on the next one though i'm gonna it'll be a secret you'll have to come back two weeks listen to that but in the meantime you can catch us on social instagram and tiktok are isn't it past your bedtime and twitter is iipyb underscore pod but until then yeah that's all i got actually so (laughs) talk to everyone later bye everyone bye